Hey guys, here we are, <laughs> season four of Gripped. I'm Billy Humphrey. I'm Corey Russell. And we are awakening the grown in a generation for revival and the return of the Lord. Here we are. Welcome to season four. We have had an amazing response from Gripped. I know wherever I go, people tell me, hey man, I'm you and Corey. I'm listening to you, and it's just fun. But we found out that we ranked in Germany, Romania, Slovakia. Come again. on, come on. What was the other one? Greece. Greece. And I'm just wondering, I mean, we see you, Germany. We appreciate <laughs> yes, you. Yes. I'm just wondering, where's the U.S.? Where are know. you? I am... <laughs> I'm deeply disappointed in you. <laughs> Where are you at, America? Show up. <laughs> we have gotten so much feedback from America. We appreciate no, we, you guys. Everywhere we I go, you. I'm hearing something every weekend when I travel. I get emails all the time it's what the so Lord's fun. doing. It's so fun. I, I, the ones I love are the people. If you're the person that has been driving in your car and had to pull off the side of the road, we want to hear from you. I, lo I love those testimonies. I was working. I was driving in my car. I got wrecked by the Lord. I had to stop. God broke in. That's that's one of the things that we love about what God's given us yes. is that he He has these spontaneous sovereign times where he'll take he'll break in on us. Yes. And so I love that that translates to you. Anyway, this season we are super excited about. We feel like the Lord, again, has given us direction. Yeah. He gave us another prophetic dream from one of our leaders here in the House of Prayer in Atlanta, um, our, our missions leader who trains and teaches in our mission school. And he had a dream out of Psalm 2 where he saw the nations raging. He saw us praying, Corey and I praying over and out of what God was giving us in the podcast yes. from Psalm 2. And it was, it was about the end of the age. It was about the drama that's filling the earth. It was about the, the combining of communism and Islam. It yes. was about perversion yes. that's filling the earth and the necessity of being intimate with the Lord, making intercession yes. and having strength to stand. Yes, That's where we're going this whole season. It's going to be intercession as it relates to standing at the end of the age. Yeah, and what I want to just really do here at the beginning of this one is is connecting the dots between our previous three seasons. Yeah, I mean, what were the the four ways yeah, that we've been so, talking about? So the first the first season we did revival, we did yes. a, a vision for revival, and we have a exciting thing. We've got a book coming out. That's right. Us two, based on what the content that God gave us through that first season. That's so right. just keep your eyes peeled. We'll be we'll be putting that on our IG. We'll be putting it out in our, in our messaging. And, uh, so that, that first season was content. It was faith to contend. Yes. Then the next season was on the knowledge of God. Yes. It was faith to behold him. Yes. The third season was on intimacy last yes. season. That's faith to receive from him. Yes. And then this fourth season, I think is going to be faith to stand. Yes. Who can stand? It's that <laughs> revelation six question. Yeah. And so that's the thing that I want you to connect with. And I'd encourage you, if you're just jumping into this, go back, get into season one, listen to season one, two, three, because it's really a buildup and they all go together in the contending a faith that's alive, faith to behold. And and I'm wrecked on that. I'd love yes. to do a season on beholding. beholding would be amazing. Second Corinthians three, we're transformed through beholding yes. him. 
not by trying harder, but by beholding him, the knowledge of God, and then the faith to receive. You know, even thinking about when we get into the end times, Matthew 24 and cold love. Yes. And how betrayal and offense and hatred and our way to navigate the turbulence relationally and socially and in and, and the church is going to be getting set on fire by receiving the love of God. Yes. yes. And so, and then that sets it up. I've, I've always said it. Those three feed into the drama of the end times. Yes. Feed into the hour in which we're moving into, because I believe we're moving into the last of the end times, the days leading Absolutely. to the return of Jesus. Absolutely. And I mean, here's what we, here's what we feel. And, and what we really want to communicate to you is like, we're not doing a podcast just so there can be another podcast. No. I know that's kind of the cool thing. Millennials, young people, Gen Z get together, had a, had a good conversation. Let's do a podcast. That's not what we're doing. No, no. What we're trying to do is put something out that's going to, it's going to impact your heart. Yes. That will enable you to engage the Lord. It will cause your heart to be set on fire, give you a vision for what God wants to do and enable you to stand right now in an hour where so much turbulence is happening yes. in the earth. So many yes. winds are blowing, yes. trying yes. to blow people out of the kingdom. We want to put something in you that's going to give you might in your inner man to stand right now in this hour when that's that's what's the essential. The essential issue right now is, do you have might yes. in your inner man? And that's what we actually got in that, that Psalm 2 dream. We were interceding in a prayer meeting yes. out of Psalm 2, and the, the, the pain that was touching us was the church did not have enough might in her yes. inner man to stand in an hour of trial. And I think that's the way to grow in might is by a history of prayer. Yes. Standing, pleading the promises. It's a life of consistent faith, of standing in the place of prayer that puts that might on the inside of you to stand. And it's not going to be about, I mean, we know the end time drama is not going to be about human strength human ingenuity, human wisdom. It's going to be about a people who have transferred their weakness into the might of God. Yes. You know, the Ephesians 6, stand, therefore stand in the power of his might. Yes. Not in the power of your gifting or your charisma. Because friends, we're, we're moving into hours that's going to be more mm -hmm. than gifting, anointing, strength, personality. We've got to see a people that are arise, that are going to transition into the resources of the Lord. Yes. They told us uh, that we're up to a thousand subscribers on YouTube, yeah, a thousand followers on IG. That's so small, yeah. These things that we're sharing, it has to infiltrate the church. Yes. It has to hit like a virus and infiltrate the church because right now the time is short. We we don't have time to sort of like play games anymore. Uh, just sort of going through the motions and trying to figure out how can we, you know, increase our platform. That's not the point. No. The point is many, many are going to be faced with incredible difficulty, difficult challenges. And the Lord actually says in Matthew 24, the love of many yes. will grow cold. Yes. And here's our desire is that you would be burning. Yes. You'd be white hot. You would be burning with intimacy, carrying the burden of the Lord, yes. that you would engage with the heart of God and you would, in the place of prayer, you would be part of God's antidote to the sickness of demonic infiltration in the earth, that you would be part of the answer because you would be partnering with his heart in intercession to move and shift things in the earth. That's 
really what burns in us. We want to see intercessors, messengers, forerunners at the end of the age raised up with something on the inside that's stronger than the the delusion that's filling the earth. So that's, Psalm 2. Psalm two. What are you going to say? I mean, I'm just going to say Jesus gave us the one, and we'll, we'll go in and out of this. The Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24. Jesus's one pastoral exhortation is watch and pray. Yes. Watch and pray. Get your eyes open. Get your faith increased. Get a history in God so that you can stand in the midst of these days. Yes. That's literally what he says, to yes. stand and yes. escape the days. Yes, yes. And, and so, yeah, let's get into Psalm 2. And uh, I, I want to just take one step back before we get to Psalm 2. Psalm 2 is the big one, but I think Psalm 1 and 2 go together. They do. And in Psalm 1, because I believe... We are beginning to see the increase of this here in, you know, 2021, 2020, all that. Blessed is the man, Psalm 1-1, mm. who does not do something, okay? Blessed is the young person. Blessed is the young man, the young woman who does not, here it is, walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand in the path of sinners, and sit in the seat of the scornful. I love the way you teach this, and you've I know you've chewed this for so many years, but there's a progression there. Yes, well, it was 2014 where I was in Mexico City and I was in a worship meeting and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He goes, I'm going to give you the revelation of intercession. And he dropped Psalm 1 and 2 on me. And I have probably preached this, I don't know, 200 times. This thing has so marked the last seven, eight years of my life. It wasn't like this was on the docket. This What I love is that the, the Lord gave the dream to set this season, but I cannot think of a more prophetic more prophetic chapters and verses to prepare the church in this hour, like Psalm 1 and 2. Psalm 2 is so important for us as an hour because Psalm 1 is, it connects how we're living in these days to the coming drama. Yes. And it really comes down to this, and this is going to be my call to you. Whose counsel are you listening to? Yes. What conversations are you in? Who are you running with? What news outlets are you feeding your soul yes, on? Yes, yes. What Twitter handles are you following? What conversations are you having with people as the polarization and culture and the political drama and the all the dramas that are alive in our world today? Who are you listening to? Mm. What fountains are you drinking from? Because this is the progression of Psalm 1. Whatever you're walking with today casually, you'll be standing in agreement with tomorrow and be sitting in full agreement, the seat of the scornful, the third day. Yes. It's the frog in the kettle. What if, what if we're not guarding what we're listening to in this hour? Mm. It's it's not it's not this is not neutral information. You must under that's why the power of beholding is so it's important. So critical. Psalm one is beholding. Yes. And, and what are you beholding? What are you feeding your mind with? Your emotions, conversations. You're either going to be feeding it on the counsel of the ungodly. Yes. Standing in the path of sinners, sitting in the city of Scorpio. Or it's going to be found delighting in the Word of yes, God. Yes, yes, yes. That that revelation, that one moment when you're walking in ungodly counsel, and, and I'm just re I'm just going to redo this again because this is the most powerful thought to me. If my ears and my eyes are looking at and listening to ungodly voices, yes. and that's what I'm receiving from. Yes. What's going to happen to me is I, I stop walking eventually and I, I, I start standing. Yes. And so my, my movement wow. ceases and now I'm standing in the same path as sinners. 
And he says, stand in the way. Oh, and and in the way of sinners is twofold. I'm in their way. I'm with them. I'm in agreement. I'm standing in agreement with them. And I'm standing in their way so they can't get to the Lord. Because the counsel that's filled my heart has stopped me from walking with the Lord. I've walked now in ungodly counsel and I'm, I'm prohibiting others from finding Jesus. And then I go from walking to now standing and now I'm completely sitting. All the movement has stopped and I've gotten a critical spirit. I'm in the seat of the scornful. I've got a critical, cynical spirit. I'm offended with the church. I'm offended with everybody that doesn't think like me. I'm I'm actually taking my cues from a cancel culture, from critical theory and all this mess. Talk about it. And all of a sudden now, the way that I think is more like the world than it is like Jesus. And Jesus literally calls us to love, deeply love those who do us wrong, those who betray, those who hate. And the way of sinners, the the counsel of the ungodly is to destroy those who hate you, to cancel them, to cut them off. So if I listen to that, if I listen to that culture, if I listen to that counsel, I'm now sitting in that cynical seat. And we have all sorts of language that we butter this up with. We cotton candy, wrap it up and we go, oh, well, I'm hurt. Yes. And I, I listen, Jesus is anointed to heal the hurt of, right. of the brokenhearted. That's real. I'm That's not right. making light of trauma right. or anything like that. I have my own trauma. You've had your yes. own trauma that we've had to walk through. But I'm telling you, a cynical, critical spirit at the end of the age will find you in agreement with the Antichrist. It'll find That's you right. in agreement with the antithesis of what the bride is supposed to be at the end of the age. And that that walking, standing until you're sitting, that is so dangerous. And that's the... And I want it you makes just, me tremble. Yeah, I want you just to take that in for a second because this the information, it's not neutral. You know, the, the conversations you're having, every time you're drinking of everything, doesn't mean you just live in a hole or you go live out somewhere else. But, but you must understand that every time that you open your heart and you're buying into these value systems, this understanding of culture, all these realities, that is literally transforming you. It's changing the inside of you. Mm. And David writes and he says, blessed are you, mm. blessed are you if you get out of casually walking, yes. flirting with yes. the counsel of the ungodly. Because that thing will will catch you into a thing where you will be standing in agreement with it and then be sitting with that critical spirit, that spirit of bitterness that defiles many is what the New Testament talks about. That's right. The spirit of bitterness, critical spirit that they on the church and on everything else, what it does is it severs the life of God in you. And I believe that if we don't, if we don't learn the Psalm 1 temptation and come out of the Psalm 1 temptation— yes. We're we're going to be resisting. We're going to be standing with the Antichrist in the Psalm 2 drama. That's right. That's Psalm right. Psalm 1 and 2 go hand in hand. That's right. And either you're going, to, it's about conversations. Yes. And, and because Psalm 1 goes, come out of that, come out of that progression mm-hmm. and come into a new progression. Yes. And he says, but his delight is in, you You know the passage. No, I love it. His delight. That That's the that's phrase it. that I want you to get because this is the secret to navigating the Psalm 2 drama is a new relationship with the word of God. Yes. God wants to take the word of God from a place of boredom 
a place of frustration, a place of I don't get it, a place of it's only for different kinds of people. I got attention problems. Yes. He wants to take it from a place of frustration and bring it into a place of delight. His delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates in it day and night. He says he's going to be like a tree yes. planted by the, the waters. Yes. And, and he will not fail to bear fruit. That reality is what God's he's offering to the church at the end of the age. Because in a time of challenge, difficulty, of really drought in yes. a lot of ways, yes. there is a river who will make glad the people of God. There is a source that will enable you to be fruitful in an hour that is completely, you know, burdensome. It's the heat of the day. It's the, the, the strong fire of the end of the age. It's going to purify many, but it's th this issue, uh, man, I, I cannot emphasize this enough. <laughs> like his delight is in the word of God. And this is just the bottom line. I was having this conversation with one of our pastors yesterday, and we were just talking about how often we're working with different ones and they're challenged on so many different points. And just a simple question, how much are you reading the word? Yes. Have you read the Bible? Yes. What, what exactly are you doing as it relates to a correlation. being in the word? And 99% of the time, I mean, just the absolute, I could almost say a hundred, but it's probably not a hundred, but it seems like it. When somebody is going through intense trials, when they've grown cynical, when they've grown negative, when they're offended, they have quit drinking of the word of God. They've quit spending time with the Lord in the word. And here's what we have to learn. You've got to read the Bible on your own. Even if it just means you're reading it, but you don't comprehend it, it's powerful. It's yes. supernatural. It's washing your mind. Ha. It's giving you a filter and a screen and a lens so that when deception hits your mind, you'll recognize that doesn't sound like what I've been That's fellowshipping so with the Lord in the word. Even if you don't fully understand it, it gives you a palate and a taste for what is true so that when falsehood is fed to you, that taste, that smell, it doesn't smell right. And you may not know all the ABCDs. Yes, yes, you may yes. not know the, all the theological depths of it. We want you to eventually. But if you will get yourself so tuned to the taste of the word of God, his delight is in the law of the Lord. That Get to that place where you just delight in it. And listen, there's, there's sometimes there's a season of discipline to get into yes, delight. Yes, But man, there's nothing, there's nothing like opening the word that living word, and all of a sudden you realize there's someone on the other side of the page, and he's talking, he's talking to me through these verses about himself. He's showing me the unfolding drama of the ages. He's showing me the, the depths of his own heart. He's giving me insight into the reality and the fabric of things. Just as I set my eyes on his word and those pages, and I, I allow that living word to, to then fill me and transform me. That shift from being this cynical person sitting in cynicism and offense to a person who's delighting in the word, that sets us up to be rooted, to be grounded in a season of drought and trial and difficulty in the earth. And then it puts us in place for Psalm 2 so that we can bow low and kiss the sun. That was so good. <laughs> I would have suffered. <laughs> I would have suffered in my affliction, 
unless your law had been my delight. Some of you are suffering right now in that critical spirit. Some of you, you've been lit that counsel that, that got on the inside of you and pain and trauma. You bought into some conversations that brought you into a place of standing and sitting and your heart even feels locked in many ways. I, I feel an invitation for you today to stand up, to come out of that seat and to enter into a new place. I feel like the Lord wants to release deliverance in your life. Yes. He wants to break that lie, that lying spirit, that accusing spirit, that critical spirit, yes. that spirit of bitterness that's yes. eating you up. Yes. And if that's you, <sighs> fire. Release deliverance Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 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 I would have Jesus. suffered in my affliction unless your law had been my delight. I want you to know he wants to turn Jesus. a place of pain and he wants to turn it into delight. Jesus. Luke 4.18, Jesus is anointed by the Father to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted. We are not imagining that people haven't gone through significant pain and hurt and that hearts haven't truly been broken, but it's in that place the enemy wants to take advantage. Yeah, yeah. And Jesus wants to bring health and yes, healing. Yes, yes. And so here's what we can't do is get in the counsel of the ungodly when we've been through a wounding situation. We've got to make our delight yes. in the law of the Lord so we can be like a flourishing tree besides waters that are, that are living waters instead of getting in this cynical place of disaster. And I've seen so many, this root of bitterness, they get hurt, they get defiled, and the root of bitterness, it springs up and it defiles many. The Lord wants to lift that off you right yes, now. Yes, yes. There, I, I feel it for you. He wants to bring healing and deliverance to you right now. So just even right where you're at right now, just open up your hand and say, Jesus, I want to get out of this. <laughs> get out of it. You, some of you are in a bondage. You're in a cage of unforgiveness and cynicism. And I see that prison door even right now. I see it. It's sitting open right in front of you. And he's, he's inviting you. Come, come, come to me. Come, come to me. You who are weary oh, and heavy laden, I'll give you rest for your soul. Oh, He's inviting you out of the prison ya, even right now. Ya, oh, and I, I want to go back to it. It begins with the place of the word. Here's my question to you. Do you delight in the word of God? Honestly, okay. Do you delight in the word of God? Is it your number one source of entertainment? Is it your number one source of joy? Is it your number one source of counsel? Is it your number one source of comfort? I believe that's your inheritance. I believe that's your inheritance, and that's the way to navigate the end times. Yes. That's the yes. way to navigate the end times is a flowing heart yes. Yes. in the Word and in the Holy Spirit. And that He wants to turn it into delight. And he says, and in his law, he meditates day and, day and night. That's literally what he told Joshua and Joshua one before he took the promised land. Do not let the book of the law depart from you. Meditate in it day and night. Meditate means to ponder while speaking to oneself. He wants to turn the Bible into dialogue, into prayer back to God. So what you do in meditating is you're reading the Bible, but then there'll be verses that pop off the page. Turn it into prayer. 
turn it into prayers back to God. Say, God, help me with this. I want to be like this. Make me like this. Make it prayers back to him. And he says, if you do that and make a life of delight and meditation, he says, you will become a tree planted by rivers of water. Yes. You will break through the surface of religion. You will break through just living on the outside and you will tap into underground water sources of the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's about tapping into sources outside of this world. It's about entering into the eternal realm of being sourced by the Holy Spirit that can navigate famine, that can navigate trial, that can bear fruit in every season. This is what Jeremiah 17. Jeremiah 17. I was right there. Jeremiah 17 is in the midst of a judgment hour. And he talks about even the heart in Jeremiah 17. Yes. Jeremiah 17, (laughs) they're actually under judgment. They're actually staring down the Antichrist army, Babylon. And he literally tells them, if you will delight in the Lord, you will thrive. That's right. Even while everyone else is under judgment. That's right. I mean, it's stunning. It, the promise is so powerful. And I just want to say this. Listen, I know we just hit a, a, a chord. If you found yourself in that place of cynicism, just repent yeah, right yes, now. Just, just, repent. just say, Jesus, right where you're at right now, say, Jesus, forgive me. I repent. I repent of my critical <laughs> spirit. I repent of cynicism. I turn away from that. I choose to have mercy and forgive. So many are like, oh, I can't forgive. They did me wrong. That's the definition of being merciful. Someone has to do you wrong so that you can be (laughs) merciful. Just like we did Jesus wrong and he's merciful. And so we have to say, God, be merciful to me and help me to be merciful to others. And so we say we release forgiveness (sighs) and do it right now. Release forgiveness and come out of that cynical critical prison. And it's going to be a while as you begin to realign and get out of this conversation and get into a new one. There is a season where you're not feeling tons because this is the Jeremiah 17 thing going on as well. The heart's deceitful above all things. The heart's deceitful above all things, which means, well, this is what my heart, this is what I feel. This is what happened. And the Lord wants to align you into something eternal. And for a season, it's going to be an emotional shift where you're going to come out of living on the rights of what you felt. And the Lord's going to deliver you of that reality and bring you into truth. He's going to bring you into truth. He says this in Psalm 1, he will be like a tree planted by rivers of water. If there's anything that the world needs in these days, it's trees. Yes, Trees of safety, trees of stability, trees of shade, trees of understanding, trees that have fruit that can actually feed people and bring stability in the midst of turbulent days. He will bring forth its fruit in its season. His leaf will not wither. And look at this. And whatever he does shall prosper, which means uh, an anointing of prosperity that flows from the soul of life all around you in the midst of famine. And he says, Psalm 1 says, "And, and those who stand on the opposite side will be under the judgment. And I believe we're going to get to Psalm 2 as we go on from here, but we can't just get there. You need to understand that the foundation for Psalm 2 rests on Psalm 1. Yes. What conversation are you in? What are you meditating on? Because that will either prepare you for those days or you'll be set up for those days. Absolutely. So we bless you. Yep. And here this we go. This whole season, this whole season, it's intercession. It's that place of intimacy, the, the zeal, the urgency for intimacy that takes us into intercession in light of the end of the age.
This whole season, we're going to be going at it. We want you to connect every single episode. We love you so much. Yes. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Gripped. We hope this episode ministered to your heart. If so, feel free to subscribe and leave us a good rating. You can find previous episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google, and Amazon Podcasts. You can watch this episode and more on our YouTube channel, Gripped Podcast, and follow us on Instagram at The Gripped Podcast. To stay connected with Corey's ministry, you can find out more at www.coryrussell.org. To stay connected with Billy's ministry, you can find out more at www.billyhumphrey.com. Bless you guys. Thank you.